so twos did you watch mr rogers neighborhood growing up as a kid boy did i <laughs> uh mr rogers and the price is right were my go-to shows when i would stay home sick from school of course i sure i watched him plenty when i was younger as well what about you you watch the prices, right? <laughs> yeah. You you are an eclectic kid. Yep, Bob Barker. <laughs> More so than me. I was like watching I Love Lucy reruns uh, and Buffy. <laughs> no, I definitely did I Love Lucy, but that was like Nick at Night. See, I remember watching it during the day when I was sick, but ah. there there you go. We're getting off track here. <laughs> uh, shall we go back to the neighborhood instead, Tuesday? Let's. I'm Tuesday. She's Kaylee. And this is whiskey and popcorn. Okay, while this is a story of Fred Rogers, it's more a story of the relationship between Fred and investigative journalist Lloyd Vogel, played by Matthew Reese. Lloyd has been tasked with interviewing Fred for, like, this top 100 most influential type article. And, like most of us, he goes in a little cynical. I mean, can a grown man really be that happy and loving and lacking vices or even, like, anger? And those are, like, really valid questions. And I think even today people still wonder that about Fred Rogers. Yeah. But... Fred doesn't disappoint. He is exactly as he is. He is himself there in front of the camera, and it really throws Lloyd off guard. And just a little bit of background here on Lloyd. He comes with a lot of childhood baggage. And when we meet him in the film, he already has a new baby uh, with his wife, who is black. So they're an interracial couple. And this is set in like the mid mid to late 90s approximately 1998 and Lloyd is just this really hardened super cynical jaded journalist and he does not want to write as he calls it a puff piece on a children's tv show host however what ends up happening in the film is this sort of cat and mouse game that eventually breaks down Lloyd's cynicism and helps him move past his trauma, his childhood traumas. At times, it's hard to tell who is really interviewing whom. This is the true story based on the award-winning journalist Tom Junode's 1998 Esquire profile on Fred Rogers and the real-life friendship that developed between these two men. Mr. Rogers. I'm here to interview you. It is so nice to meet you. This piece will be for an issue about heroes. Do you consider yourself a hero? No, not at all. Oh, I like that. I insisted he read you before we agreed. And did he? Every article we could find. You okay? I'm profiling Mr. Rogers. On our program, I tried to look through the camera into the eyes of a single child. He's just about the nicest person I've ever met. I just don't know if he's for real. Lloyd, please, don't ruin my childhood. It's such a warm, fuzzy... Well, I'd actually... No, I take back the fuzzy. It's not a fuzzy feeling, but it's definitely a warm, getting-at-your-heart kind of film. And there's only one person who could play Fred Rogers, which is Tom Hanks. And the backstory is is that that is the only one, the only actor that 
the writers wanted for this piece. But Tom Hanks had actually rejected the script multiple times until the director, Mariel Heller, came on board, which I thought was really interesting. And then Matthew Reese, who you'll recognize from The Americans, The Post, and Burnt, is journalist Lloyd Vogel. And so it's really a dynamic between these two men. There are other characters, obviously, in the film. We get to actually meet Lloyd's father. Um, Lloyd's wife is there, uh, his editor. But these, these are mostly just side characters. And this is a story really about Lloyd coming to terms with his own past griefs and being able to move on. So it's a very cathartic journey. And it's a very different take on doing a biopic of a famous individual like Mr. Rogers because you think oh it's going to be about Fred Rogers it's not it's about the journalist and I almost liked this format better if you guys are avid followers of us you know that we painstakingly uh, followed along on the Fred Rogers documentary through several different film festivals trying to get in and what is interesting is these two movies pair so well together Oh yeah, that I almost feel like I wouldn't have liked this movie as much if I hadn't seen the documentary before. Oh, absolutely. Won't You See My Neighbor is still one of my top documentaries for the last 10 years. That has not changed this year either. Like, I still feel like that should have won the Oscar for this year, and I'm mad about it. Yeah. It was so excellent um, because you get to meet all the people in and around Fred's life. And a lot of those individuals in the documentary who worked with him, uh, his own wife, make appearances in this film. And it's like you wouldn't notice those little cameos at all unless you had seen the documentary. I just, I almost feel like I I have a strong recommendation that you should see the documentary before seeing this film. Yeah, absolutely. They just go so hand in hand. And it's just, it's this beautiful pairing of films. And the other thing is too, because the documentary really highlights just sort of like all these background foundational aspects to who Fred Rogers was, like how Daniel Tiger is an aspect of Fred Rogers, how King Friday is also an aspect of Fred Rogers, which when Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers in this film brings out Daniel and King Friday to introduce them to Lloyd, and Lloyd is like, can you just put the puppets away? I sat there going, you just turned down Fred Rogers and you don't realize that these are aspects of who Fred is. It's it's him talking to you through this medium. And it was yeah. just like, oh, that, that scene crushed me. Yeah, it's in uh, both of us being journalists, it's easy to see different directions we could have taken trying to interview him. But he is a, a tough one to crack. And it. There's so much that I feel I can relate to Lloyd. You know, there's times when I see things very jaded and very cynical. And there's times where people say I'm too nice and I'm too much like Fred Rogers and trusting and and loving of people. And so it's interesting because you can really see the viewpoint of both of these main characters. Absolutely. Well, what I think this film also does really nicely, too, is that It hits on the fact that Fred Rogers isn't perfect either. There's a moment where Lloyd is in New York City. Fred and his wife were there to see some musicians. And anyways, 
afterwards, Fred goes out to greet the crowds. And Mrs. Rogers comes up and he's like, well, what's it like living with a saint? And she's like, oh, I don't call him that at all. Like Fred's got a temper, you know, and he's like, what? He's, it's impossible to see that. And Fred acknowledges that he does have a temper, that he's not perfect and that it must have been hard to have him as a dad with yeah. his two kids. That was really interesting when we get a little tidbit of Fred and his relationship with his sons. Mm-hmm. And it's just that, like, you think you've seen all angles of Mr. Rogers and you know him so closely, but rarely, if ever, does he really talk about his family. And that, that is one thing Lloyd does start to get out of him is is some of the more personal aspects. And those were really nice to kind of see see that get torn, you know, away and really exposed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a very revealing uh, relationship. So I feel like this film is incredibly timely. And in fact, before the screening that we saw of it, there was a short introduction by uh, the widow, Mrs. Rogers. And she said the same thing, that the world needs Fred Rogers, needs more kindness, more acceptance and love. And you know, to just come to people and meet them where they are at. There's so much division. And it's like, I couldn't agree more. And I really hope that people come into this film with that open heart and leave with the warmth that Mr. Rogers gave us. I know I did. It, it feels so incredibly timely. And just a nice reminder that there are good people out there. Oh, absolutely. And I if everybody can just calm down and really listen to each other, to what matters, I think so much of the division in our lives could be solved by just listening, but everybody's so entrenched in their sides right now, (laughs) particularly in light of all these impeachment inquiries that we are in the midst of even as we record this, so. Yes, friends, for every Donald Trump, there is a Fred Rogers. So, and I've, I've been seeing some really good things in the news. The Sesame Street's going to start doing their program in other languages to reach out to the refugees Mm. in the Middle East, as well as I read a great little article that Tom Hanks found out he was related to Fred Rogers, like a sixth cousin something or other, and they told him on the red carpet. And you guys should look it up, just seeing his face go, oh. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and after he played Walt Disney and a few other th- a few other characters like this, he really has become the American dad. He really is. And it's just, it's been so amazing to watch him throughout his career. I think one thing I just want to add but as we wrap up this review, this film, I wouldn't really say it's geared towards kids, even though it is about Mr. Rogers to a certain extent. I think this is going to hit home with a lot more of us audiences who grew up with Mr. Rogers, perhaps older kids who are at least familiar enough with him. There were a lot of kids at the movie when we saw it, and I'm not sure that it really resonated with them at all. And true to Mr. Rogers' format, a lot of this film does move at a slower, methodical pace, but it's not slow in a bad way. It is this, I'm listening to you pace. Yeah, not at all. Uh, That's a really great uh, forewarning because I did notice that as well. As we sit here today, the film sits at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So just like Kaylee and I, I don't think the world is done with the neighborhood yet. Not by any means. 
Um, so we usually love to wrap up these reviews with a drink recommendation Tuesday. Oh, this is so hard. I felt so pure of heart after watching this movie. And Mr. Rogers doesn't even drink. Uh, geez, I don't know. Should I do a mocktail, maybe? I mean, I was kind of thinking of, I need something that is wholesome and, like, healthy, but I didn't want to do, like, a vegetable smoothie. (laughs) So I was like, maybe kombucha. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean... That's got hippie connotations, but, I mean, the hippies are on board with Mr. Rogers, right? So it works. I mean, who isn't? So, okay, (laughs) on that line, what about a Roy Rogers? It is soda, like a cola of some sort, grenadine syrup, and it's garnished with a maraschino cherry. So sweet and innocent. Mm, I might have a Shirley Temple to go with that. Wonderful. Well, that's it for this review. And before you go, won't you be our neighbor and hit that subscribe button? We are on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And make it a snappy day every day by liking and following our social media for the latest movie reviews and news. For all of our latest coverage of film festivals, visit whiskeyandpopcorn.org. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you at your neighborhood theater. 